and welcome, 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 welcome back to the 40-yard line. I am your host, Jacob J.C. Campos, and sitting on my left-hand side is none other than the lovely Evan Richard V. You guys got three welcomes there. That was, that was cool. Yeah, we've taken a little bit of a break, guys. Had to, had to, had to break some spring, mm, you know. Yes, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a way to put it. Yeah, we had to, had, had to have a little detox for ourselves. We are back, we regrouped, and we are better than ever coming in hot today with a full flesh. March Madness episode. I love March Madness. This I'm is so happy. It's such a good month. It's a great time for us. Um, I'm probably gonna watch School of Rock tonight because we've listened to the song from the from the movie. You know, if you wanna be the teacher's babe, baby, you just better forget it. <laughs> rock ain't got no rhythm. Rock ain't got no rhyme. You better get yourself to school on time. Well, oh yeah. So, thank like, you, JC. Like, yeah, I appreciate that. That was... I'm, like, only thinking about that right now. Can we, can we talk about the basketball? I guess, if we have to. If we have to. Evan, how was your break? It was very good. It was it was, it was chill, just in D.C. for the for the week. Uh, not much happened, but... You guys yeah. see the D.C. Battlehawks at all? <laughs> the defenders, you mean? The defenders. Almost, almost went to, a, to an XFL game, but did not, unfortunately. Are we uh, still planning on going to the XFL Super Bowl? Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's going to be foul. XFL Super Bowl is going to be a weird one. I it's, doubt they call it a Super Bowl. I'm excited. It's in Houston, right? It's in San Antonio. Oh, even better. Going back to my Go to to the homeland. My homeland, my motherland, if you, will. Yeah, if you will. For those of you that do not know, I'm a proud representative of the 210. Yeah, it's an awful place to live, huh? <laughs> you know, guys, Evan and I have talked a lot about it, and we just, we're just we just going to have fun these last few weeks. <laughs> um, over the final, it's still going to be a lot of show show about sports. Most but unserious topics will be talked about. There's going to be a lot of tanks and a lot of gritties. And, um, <laughs> God, please, let's just start talking about sports. <laughs> but, like, he's right. We might as well talk about what we do know. Which everything about. Basketball. And, uh... Let's go ahead and jump right into it, and we travel way back in time. Let's take you to just about two weeks ago to the Phillips 66 Big 12 Championship. We don't get paid by them. We don't have to say their name. I just wanted to. We're the fighting Texas Longhorns. The Horns took on the Kansas Jayhawks and fully... Dismantled them. That's a good way to put it. Seventy-six to fifty-six, and one of the most impressive performances this team has had to date, and that was still with Texas shooting twenty-three percent from the three. Yeah, that shows you just how good they were. That defense was impeccable. It was so good, astonishing. It was, it was, it was crazy to see. Imagine holding Kansas to twenty-three points in a second half game of a championship. I mean. I know Bill Self wasn't there, but it was just uh, Rodney Terry was just way out coaching the, the <laughs> system of Kansas. And we'll talk about it later, but uh, Kansas really just hasn't recovered yeah. from it. Yeah, <laughs> a tough little run for them. Yep, but Texas seventy six to fifty six, riding a high as the two seed heading into the tournament, where they drew the number one three point team in the country, Colgate. Yeah, who shot forty percent from the three. There were a lot of concerns going into that game. There was. Uh, I was Jerry one of the few that wasn't. I, I I knew I had a feeling we would win. I, I'm not gonna say I knew, but there was definitely a lot of media attention because Colgate was seen as like the fun 15 seed, like the one that could upset someone. Because if you're gonna shoot and make you know 40 percent of your threes and you're chucking up that many, then there's a chance just a lot of them fall and you upset. But did not work out for Colgate as <laughs> most of you know. Another 20 point victory for the Longhorns felt closer than 20. A lot of that kind of came at the end. Oh, it was a little like 10 minute pull away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that first half they were only up by nine, like you know, getting into the second half, and then they really they really pulled away. Players are records, and Moffitt were given were giving Texas some fits on the uh, offensive side, and uh, it wasn't an easy game, but they did end up shooting very poorly from the three, only twenty percent, three of fifteen, and someone who did shoot well from the three, Sir Jabari Rice, in that first game. Yeah, let's talk about seven that. of ten from three. Texas overall, Texas NCAA record now. Yeah, yeah, in the tournament and overall twenty three six and three performance. Amazing game from Rice, and mm-hmm. he he really showed out in that game. A good game from Disu, who we'll definitely talk about soon, and Marcus Carr. Really good game for the team overall. Good defense, good offense. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, Texas was challenged to shoot the three, and they responded quite well. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not very rare that you'll see Texas hit 56% from the three, because then the very no, the very most recent game, which is the one we're going to talk a lot about, Texas drew a very, very tough round two matchup in the round of 32 against a Penn State team that had all the confidence in the world. Very hot. And good. didn't have... Anything to play for, so why not go all out? 
They I were. Mean, I mean, they're they were a team that was hungry. You know, beat beat a seven seed A and M team before they wanted to have, the heavily Texas, handily yeah, beat them. them. And, you know, it's a team that before the national championship or not the national championship, the Big Ten championship, they'd won five straight, got there to play Purdue, only lost by two to a one seed team in the Purdue Boilermakers. Just a really hot team going into it, and Texas. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't easy, but they handled. They handled Penn State. Kind of had to let it come back, come in the second half. Penn State did take the lead in the second half at one point. They went up but, three with like yeah, two and a half minutes left. What you got to give to them is mm-hmm. that Texas showed resilience and clawed back and won by five. Yeah, had I mean, some probably could have been more if it weren't for Marcus Collar fouling for a four point play. Mm-hmm. But that was a very good last three minute showing from Texas, and yet again winning a close game, which Texas seems to do very well. I mean, I'll never forget it because it was just that bad pass that went way over Carr's head. Yeah, and they just took the ball, easy layup. They go up three. I was at um, I was out with my friends and all energy was sucked out of the room. Mm-hmm. It was just dead quiet. I was pretty upset. I was thinking that was it. Yeah. Know? And um, Rodney Terry just man, dude, dude knows when to call timeouts. He knows ball. He knows ball. <laughs> Terry calls a timeout, gets the group to regroup, mm-hmm. comes back. Texas honestly improbable win. <laughs> yeah. It was an incredible. Um, you're barely ever going to win when you shoot one of 13 from the yeah. three. Yeah, 7% three-point shooting. Only yeah. It was just a Jabari Rice three made. And, I mean, thankfully, Penn State only eight for 28. But that's definitely a better shooting team than ours. And Andrew Funk, who was going crazy for them in the first round, pretty much a no-show. He did score 12 points, but only on two for 14 10 shots, three. and 10 of them were three-pointers that didn't go in. Only two of them went in. I mean, we're very lucky that Pickett was turning the ball over. Seven turnovers. Well, I wouldn't say lucky. Our guys were clapping him the entire time. But, I mean, he, it's uncharacteristic the way he was making yeah. some of his passes. And that Funk was not shooting from three. But either way, like you said, defense looking very good in this tournament. And, obviously, I'm surprised we've gotten this long without really talking about it. Dylan DC's performance. I mean, 14 field goals made, 28, 28 points. points. All of his points came from field goals. And it looked unstoppable. And 12 rebounds. Yeah, 12, 12 rebounds, double-double. Yeah. Um or 10 rebounds, actually, sorry. No, 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 and, 12. No, it's Timmy Allen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm bad, yeah, I'm tripping. Um, yeah, Disu, crazy good game. I, I believe it was tied for, or or was it the most field goals made by a Texas player? I want to say tied for, most ever. With Kevin Durant, I think it was. Just an amazing, amazing game from Disu. And really just when Texas was looking at their lowest, he showed up and was there on offense, was there on defense. I specifically remember the play where he had a tough turnaround jump shot, mm-hmm. little fade, and just rose over the defender and made it. And that's where I was like, you know what, this game is, we're not out of it. We can still win this game. Well, I mean, the entire night, it was just reliance upon Dylan Disu in the most beautiful floater in college oh basketball. How gracefully he leaves his hand. And just Timmy Allen jumpers. Mm-hmm. That was our entire offense the first half. Or second half, you mean? I mean, both halves. Like I guess, he, yeah. Both halves. Because, I mean, even for Jabari Rice, he was still able to have a good performance, but uncharacteristically shooting, bad shooting night for him. Yeah, only, she's 36, only 36% from the field, and you know, 13 points is our second highest score, which was Rice, which shows a lot of this game was on Dylan Dessou, and he, he, he went clutch. And like you said, that, that little palm floater thing he does from it's, about like it's so pretty. 10 feet out is just so, so nice. and. Thankfully for him, I mean, just there was no one who could guard him on this Penn State team. Nope. They did. They ran a lot of kind of five guard sets, which definitely hurt them. But I mean, Dessou was just feasting on them, and they they had some great players. I mean, Dread showed up. That was a guy who I was every time he got the ball, I was upset because he made four threes mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, there's still great performance from Winter, who had set 16 points, a guy who I didn't really know from Penn State. And even though they had a much more team based approach, that that wasn't enough to overcome how good Dessou played. But that's, I mean. It's kind of interesting because I think you're right. It's it's really Texas, except for Kansas, has not had a lot of team performances, mm-hmm. except for the Kansas dominant victories. There are teams that, that gets a one player who, but it could be one of five players who does it, which is so great now. I mean, it could be, yeah, I mean, you got Jabari. It could be Hunter. It could be Carr. It could be Allen. Yeah. Sue. I mean, there's there are closing five. Obviously, Rice doesn't start, but he gets the minutes of a starter. Like, that, that group of five is just one through five. All of them are such great players, which is why it, it's such a good team and why, you know, I think a lot of fans are confident they can beat Xavier coming up this weekend, which we're not going to get too much into. But we won't get too much into that one. But I, I feel I feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling okay about it. I think that if we can force their big men into a little bit of trouble early, Nunji, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. If we can make their big men uncomfortable, maybe get a couple good opportunities, get some fouls on them. I think Texas has a good shot. Yeah, and I'm not saying. I, I mean, it's not an upset. Texas is still once again favored heading into this weekend, mm-hmm. but. Once you get to the Sweet 16, every game is a tough game. Every game feels like an even matchup. So, 
I'm I'm definitely I'm nervous, but like you said, I I agree that there's there's still some confidence for me. But I I'm, mean, this Texas team. I mean, I love it. I yeah. think this is by far the best Texas team we've had in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, since 2008, it's like, you know, there's no argument against it. This, this team is, has been the best. Rodney Terry, sign him, give him a blank check. Um, I'm so, let him let him have whatever Show that man the money. Show him the money. Show him Pollos Hermanos. <laughs> Show him it all, dude. Rodney Terry, you can't, you can't talk. It is disgusting <laughs> that Shaka Smart is a is a finalist for the Naismith Coach of the Year, and Rodney Terry is not. Shaka Smart. Oh, did Terry not get to the next round? No. Nope. Oh my God. Like Shaka Smart, what do you do besides blow big games? I mean, it's a regular season award, to be fair, but yeah. Well, Shaka. guess what? We beat Gonzaga. We beat Creighton. Where's our flowers? We beat Kansas twice. Yeah, I mean, it it was Rodney Terry. That was one of the best coach seasons we've seen from a Texas coach. And hopefully, I mean, this is going to be a Michigan reference. We're hoping for a little Steve Fisher action where, for those who don't know, when Michigan That's won their title. That's a good title, one. Yeah. Um, back, back, in the, back in the day, um, they had a coach, very, very well-loved coach, whose name I'm forgetting, like Frieder or something like that. And he got a job with Arizona midseason, said, hey, can I continue coaching this season? They're like, no, you're getting replaced by this random assistant, Steve Fisher. Fisher leads them to a championship in his first season there, and becomes a Michigan legend instantly as an assistant. Maybe Rodney Terry does the same thing? I mean, Terry's on his way. I mean, this is... Andy Katz, I believe, put, up, put us as third favorites behind Alabama and Houston, which I think is a fair competition. I'd put us over Bama. I, I, you know, I picked us to win it all, so I guess I have to say I have us over those three, but, or those two, but either way, I think those... Those three teams are the ones where I would be most looking out for to win from here on out. Oh, I agree. But I think that we're arguably playing one of the hardest hardest brackets right now. Yes. The, yeah, the, yeah. the Midwest is so tough with Houston, Miami, and Xavier. Yeah. It's a tough place to be. I think Miami can give the Kooks some trouble. I think yeah. Houston will pull it off. But, I mean, I'm going to flat out say that. I think this team's going to the Final Four. I, th- This Elite Eight matchup will be so big so important if they can even get there obviously but given that i think you know you'd say it's favored that houston texas meet in the elite eight like that's that's what most people would expect right now and if that happens that would that game would almost feel like a championship game for texas right it would have I mean, to like getting the game to get a chance to go to the final four against what looks like the best team in the tournament been the number one team for a lot of the year just what what a game that would be i mean think about the stakes because i mean if i if if texas wins this weekend mm-hmm. You know what you're playing for? You're playing for the chance to play in your home state. Yeah. For a chance at a national championship. Yeah, both teams are. Both teams. But Houston also is trying to play in their hometown. So you know the Cougs have a lot to play for. Yeah. But, I mean, this is is as big as it gets. This is as big as it gets. I've never been more ready for Friday night Mm -hmm. than ever in my life until this game. This will be a fantastic sports weekend for us. Well, maybe. Will it? Yeah. I guess. Texas basketball playing a Sweet 16? What does that get better? Yeah, if we're playing in the Elite Eight. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be next week. Facts, yeah. But Texas, I mean, Evan, I'm just going to ask you kind of as we close out. I mean, I've I've got high hopes on this team. I still have them picked as my national champion. I do, too. But uh, who you got in the Final Four? Um... Well, my original, I still have two left, so I'm still going to take Texas. I have one. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll take that then. Um... I mean, Gonzaga looks really good, don't they? I, I, Surprisingly good. I mean, there's that once you get below, I think those are the two top team, the top of the bracket. I don't think of it as Midwest. I just think about how the bracket's centered. And I, I really, it looks like it would be Texas, Houston, or, you know, one of those two, and then Alabama. After that, I'm not that convinced by any of the bottom teams, but I think I'll say the way they're playing Tennessee and Gonzaga would be my two picks. They really? just those teams just look really good. I think Bama by far is the easiest path. Yes, yeah, yeah. Bama by far is San the easiest Diego path. San Diego State and then one of Creighton or Princeton, they'll take that every time. I'm gonna go Texas Bama. And then I have UCLA. Oh, that's making fair. their yeah. way out of the West. UCLA I, and UConn are both I mean Arkansas is even playing well, you know. Yeah. I just I I've, I've liked UCLA this whole year. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to go with UCLA. The guy. Sure. <laughs> and this is going to be a, a interesting choice. I'm going to go K-State. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think we're going to get two Big 12 teams in there. Oh, right, listen. We'll take it. Bama, K-State, well, Texas. Three, three, oh, actually, no. Never mind. Houston wouldn't be in that. No, but basically. Say, almost yeah. three. Yeah. Texas, Gonzaga. Or Texas, UCLA in the final. Yeah. Or Texas, UCLA. I like that. Well, I mean, we have some we have some more college basketball stuff to talk about. Just we have a lot of college basketball four. to talk about, yeah. Let's talk about that first round, which 
the overall upsets weren't that high, but I mean, there's uh, the obvious elephant in the room. The biggest upset in in basketball, college basketball history, maybe basketball history, maybe sports history. I don't know. If I'm so funny. So funny. Fa- Farley Dickinson University, small little school in New Jersey, takes down the number one seed national player of the year wielding Purdue Boilermakers, and now Purdue has lost to. Them, they lost, I believe, a 13 or 14 seed last year, the year before, or two years before, the 11 seed. They just can't, Matt Painter can't coach in the in the tournament. And that game, I mean, the story of Farley Dickinson, for those who don't know, they shouldn't have been in this tournament. They, they only got in because the team that won their yeah. conference is still in the NCAA four years of ineligibility. Yeah, because they, they, they lost to basically a school that was just D2, Merrimack, and then because they lost and were the next team up, they got given the bid, won their play-in, come in and beat Purdue, the number not the number one team in the nation, a one seed, a team that still people, you know, thought would make a run, even if some team people weren't very high on him. This is also the smallest team in the tournament by far. Their starters are all like six Oh five. yeah, it's like an average of six four is the yeah, team. Yeah. yeah. Their their tallest starter, I believe, is six five, I wanna say, or six six. But that's you know, that's guarding seven four Zach Eady. <laughs> As well, they had the easiest strength of schedule. In That's the entire right, yeah. NCAA, they were three sixty three out of three sixty three. This team had no no business beating even coming close to Purdue, and yet they they did it. And one of the things that you you'd knock Purdue for a lot, and it, it, it definitely showed up, is that who's that second guy on the team after Edie? Because Edie he played well. Like I don't I know he's getting a lot of flack for it. Twenty one and fifteen on eleven shots is. Fantastic. I mean, he was he was out there by himself. Yeah. He was getting double teams, triple teams. He was playing his own team as, yeah. as his whole team. You know, Lawyer and Smith had always been their second guys this year, and neither of them are really that impressive. And both of them shot a combined, uh, I want to say it's thirty percent. The team in general shot thirty six percent. They were just awful outside of Edie, and you know he scored over a third of their points, and there was just no help for him. And that's I feel bad for him because he's going to get so much hate for it. But it's just a poorly constructed team. Poorly coached in the tournament. Outcoached and outplayed. And just, yeah, players weren't very good. And that's at end of the day. You know, you're getting 26 minutes and scoring zero points. That's a pretty embarrassing stat line. I'll yeah. just say it. It's a Dylan Mitchell stat line. He doesn't play 26 minutes at least. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, sorry for calling you out David Jenkins Jr. But either way, <laughs> that was definitely that upset of the weekend. Oh, it was hilarious, though. Oh, it was so yeah, funny. Yeah. I couldn't even watch the game. I was so upset. I hate Purdue, so it was so nice seeing them go out. Oh, Purdue... They are just way too cocky in the regular season. They so. are because I mean they're benefits of what they of Zach Eady and this Purdue coach should not have a job anymore. <laughs> you're not a, you're not a Matt Painter fan. If you're losing to a double digit seed, a double digit seed three years consecutively, yeah. you should not have a job. I mean, it's if he was an NFL coach, he would easily be fired no matter what. It's just in college basketball, it's so hard to find that next guy because Purdue's not a huge program. If this was, if he was doing this at Florida, even, or, like, Michigan State, instantly replaced. But I think because, like, who's going to replace him is the question. Yeah. And they are, you know, they win, They won the Big Ten. So you can give them that. But still, I mean, it's just embarrassing for it's them. It's embarrassing. It's a great end to all this Purdue lore that everyone was talking about. Yeah. We knew they were frauds. <laughs> we knew. We knew they were frauds. And let's talk about um, another big one. The ones that got the weekend going and only the second game of the tournament, the second game. Furman, I don't even know where that is. Beat Virginia sixty-eight to sixty-seven on a last-second. the Carolinas. Last-second big deep bucket. Greenville. Where? Like Greenville, North Carolina, or I what? So. Okay. South Carolina. Excuse South Carolina. Me. Yep. But a huge shot, huge win. One point win over Virginia. Another, Be- another constant. Because fraud. of a terrible, terrible pass. Oh my goodness, Kehi Clark. I mean, you got to feel bad for the guy because. He's been their leader all year and, like, you know, a team veteran, and he just, he, he he wasn't the reason they lost the game, but he threw away at the end. A crazy shot from the Furman player. You got to give that to him. Um, Peg, Pegwis, I don't know how to pronounce his know. name. Um, but great play from him, but, you know, I mean, Clark just threw it to the— Oh, it's got to hurt. It's, it's got to hurt. It's got to stay where even he was—the the player who hit the shot was like— what was he doing? Like, it was I can't believe he threw it. Yeah, yeah. Or actually, I don't know if those players hit the shot, but one of the, one of their starters was like, I can't believe he did that. Like, yeah, that was wild. So funny. That was wild. And Virginia, once is now a what? Is, they've now lost as a two seed, as a one seed, a four seed. Quite a few losses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just they've they've had some bad first, yeah, uh, you know, first round of sixty four games. And yeah. 
That's that's another team that just didn't have didn't have it this year, even though they had a good regular season. And I I wasn't high on them. I'm glad I was right. Um, but a team I was kind of high on who also had a really embarrassing loss. Princeton over Arizona. I called this one. I I yeah, called this one. I, I did. I'll say I called the Furman one. So I'll I'll, I'll take that for myself. Because I knew any team with Courtney Ramey <laughs> is not going to win. Oh my god, not Courtney Ramey Slater. Yeah, I'll do it till the day Just I die. A good team win from Princeton. A really low scoring game. I mean, neither team shot above 43 percent from the field, but and neither team shot above twenty percent from three. Fifty nine, fifty five. Final score. Arizona only 24 points in the second half against a 15 seed, the Ivy Leagues. Well, I believe they went over like three and a half minutes without a bucket. Yeah, it was incredible. Huge stretch in the final part of the game. Courtney Ramey didn't hit a three all game, four for 10. We'll talk about him. Tubalus, who is one of the best players in the nation, he played really well, kind of similar to Edie. And this is a team where you would say they have much more depth than Purdue, and it wasn't there to show. I mean, it just Omar Ballo had an all right game. He he was on the grass, but Krisa, who's one of their better players, one of the best shooters in the nation, nothing. Rest of their starters and bench, nothing after the first two. It was just awful game from Arizona. And Princeton kept it going. Yeah. I mean, they're heading to the Sweet played, 16. Yeah, they, we'll talk a few a little bit more about these round of 32 matchups. But, yes, Princeton beat Mizzou. Not a game that, you know, Mizzou is not a big favorite or anything, but I think people would have said they would have picked them to beat Princeton in general. I would have. Yeah, but just a good game from Princeton again. And the team is rolling right now. I never mm-hmm. thought I'd say this about an Ivy League 15 seed, but Princeton just looks good. They're a good-looking team. Have you uh, you seen all the videos on TikTok where it's like the Princeton students celebrate after the big yes, one? It's yes, just I students studying in the library. <laughs> so many memes about just how no one actually cares that they're doing so well. But six-game win streak for them get dating back to the Harvard game. Princeton's looking good. I, I want them to win so bad. Are we getting the Princeton in the Final Four? I want them to win. <laughs> so it, who, I, who are they coming up against? Is it Mi- Michigan State? No, no, it's not. It's um, Creighton. Not unwinnable. Crane's got some good players at Kalkbrenner, but... Yeah, but Crane's three-point reliant. Yeah. Crane's they, three-point they, they, reliant. They're their shots, you know. It might be might be a big game for Princeton. Um, one I want to talk about, because it, it hits so close to home. Arkansas beating Kansas by one. I saw the full game on my plate. Well, that's round of 32. Austin. That's round of 32. Well, we're, we're done with all this. The... Oh, no, no, no. I got one I got to talk about. Oh, I know what you're going to talk about. Yes, I got one I need to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I'll do this before the round of 32. So let's conclude... Friday night's games. <clears throat> they hate us. They we should be a higher seed. We deserve to be a four seed. We only lost that CC championship by a couple points. We are. We can beat Bama. We're going to kill Texas. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. You guys don't understand how happy JC is right now. It was so <laughs> sweet. The fighting Texas A&M Aggies. <laughs> Why is every team fighting? Because they saw <laughs> Got their little Aggies slapped around for just three hours on a basketball court by Penn State. 76 to 59. Funk was the funkiest <laughs> dude, the coldest dude in the world. Eight going threes. Eight for ten from the three. That's obscene. Princeton only shooting 59% or shooting 59% for the three, which is very impressive. 82% for the line, 49% overall. Just nothing made me happier. <laughs> nothing made me happier than seeing awful game as A&M well. <laughs> looking so helpless out there. And they're... I was about to say, I was about to say dumbass, <laughs> but I'm glad I didn't. But seen, oh wait, <laughs> we can say that. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, fine. it's fine. It's fine. But seen their coach with his stupid little tie and his stupid little sweater Not jacket. Buzz Williams fan. I hate him. Seen him look just so disheveled. This is not our least unbiased segment yet. <laughs> as my boy Rodney just went to work in the stands, dude, because he knew he was going to be Penn State. Oh, my God. But AM, A&M said, hey, I don't want to face Texas. I don't want to see Big Brother. You know. So they sold. and They were scared. The entire time, their entire fan forum was just saying that they deserve to be a higher, higher, higher seed. Oh, you know. You guys know me. You know I jumped on my burner Twitter, <laughs> and I was just going at them in the Twitter. <laughs> the burner Twitter. I was just going at. I was on Barstool Texas A and M. I was on like Texas A M Basketball Country. I was on A and M two four seven. He was going to every single burner and and everything discussion. And it wasn't just me. There were so many Texas fans oh, yeah. in the DMs. It was in the, in the tweets. It was hilarious. But 
A&M, I will always celebrate when they lose. But, man, I wish we had been the ones that got to eliminate them. It would have been fun. But I, <sighs> listen, it's all right, honestly. That was just... I, I mean, I, I, I can't add to it. I'll just let that be, but... <laughs> What a what a great game as a Texas fan to watch. Great game. Yeah. Made me so happy. <laughs> anyway, well that concludes the round of Now we can go to the round of three two. Because you know, you got your AM one, I get my Kansas one. Oh, that was sweet watching Arkansas beat them. I'm on a plane ride home from, from DC. I'm coming back to Austin. I'm in the middle seat. I'm a little uncomfortable, I'm not gonna lie. Person next to me was being kind of annoying the whole time. Also, sidebar, I don't is this an unwritten rule or is this something that people like abide by? When you're in the middle seat, I feel like you're entitled to the armrest. You are. Right? Yeah. Because you you, get, you obviously have the worst seat. You don't get a window. You don't get a an aisle. I feel like you're entitled. This person was taking up the armrest. No. I'm like, stop. And then the guy next to me, I think it was a diplomat, which was cool. He was, like, taking notes on, like, a book. And then, like, I, like, snooped over his phone because, like, I'm the kind of person to do that. Yeah. And, like, people were calling him diplomat. And I'm like, that's cool. Um, yeah. So Some of your spit just flew in my eye. My bad. <laughs> you're um, good. <laughs> Because he's always looking at me. It's true. It's I also true. talk and spit sometimes. It's a bad thing. It either happens. way. Either way. No, I agree, though. It's an unwritten rule. Yeah. But, like, there are people like me that will just take it regardless. Of course. Yeah, but, like, yeah. also the thing is if I'm in an airplane, I'm turning my body. I'm not looking at anybody. I'm turning my body towards the window because yeah, I'm yeah. always taking the window. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good idea. Either yeah. way, I was a little annoyed by that. But I was very happy watching this Arkansas-Kansas game because that first half – Pretty ugly from both teams. The yeah. other team looks very good. And then Arkansas just turned it on. I mean, I believe it's Ricky Council. Yes. Ricky. Yes. What a player. That guy what was a just player. chucking up shots. And he ended with 21 because he shot the ball almost 20 times. But he was almost perfect from the free throw line, which basically won them the game. And then Davis, what? I mean, that guy, Devontae Davis, had a performance that game, dropping 25, you know, nine shots made. It wasn't even really using the three point line. And in general, just Arkansas. What a fun team to watch. That team has that team coming to the year was, I, I remember, but they were a top-five-ranked team. They were. Um, and we beat them with, very easily. Filled with freshmen that are just, like, talented. And mm-hmm. a guy, um, Anthony Black, who I want to see be a wizard next year, didn't have a great game. I just wanted to say his name. But yeah. Jordan Walsh, that guy is, was all over the court. That guy is tenacious on defense. Tenacious. You also can't miss him because he's really bold. But, yeah. 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 Well, he has alopecia. Yeah, I mean, that's so, why. But, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> Makai Mitchell, I'm going to shout him out because he went to my high school. Never really liked him. Um, him and his brother, Mikel, but Makai played well, played about 20 minutes, was there, got fouled out. I mean, I was, yeah. I mean, I'm always an advocate of a Kansas loss. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they were not worthy of the overall one seed. No. So. This team is so reliant on their starting five. Their bench is so bad. Yeah. Yusufu had one shot. It was a logo three as the shot clock expired. Was not playing for the rest of the game pretty much. Yeah. After that, two, two more points from the bench, and then. You know, I just don't think a team should have five points from, you know, their five bench players. Kevin and McCullers. Only play him. Yeah, McCuller was playing pretty much the whole game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, their whole starting lineup played pretty much the whole it's, game. Yeah, that's like a disgusting amount of minutes. Yeah. It's set for K.J. Adams. Yeah, 35-plus yeah. minutes for four of their players. And they, you know, Dewan Harris was playing really well. Jalen Wilson, of course, playing well. But Grady Dick, another really I'll bad see, game I'll for see him. Grady Dick in hell. Yeah, that guy is... <laughs> I hate that guy. That guy we give so much crap to, and he was so bad against Texas and was so bad against Arkansas. Um, it's pretty funny. Yeah, but Jalen Wilson's good, dog. Yeah, oh, Jalen Wilson's, Wilson's so good. A player that every team wishes they had. I mean, he is, yeah. I know he won't win it, but he is a National Player of the Year type player. Um, either way, Arkansas, fantastic win. You know what he's not? A national driver of the year. <laughs> For those of you that do not know, uh, Jalen Wilson has a DUI. So us Texas fans love to remind people about it. Us Texas fans like to remind anybody anything wrong with any team that we've ever encountered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, part... talk, don't talk about driving with Texas A&M either. <laughs> yeah, facts. It's part of our charm. <laughs> well, we'll move on. That, those were our two rant ones. We'll go a little quicker with the other ones. Kansas uh, State. K-State. Huge win for the Wildcats. Yeah. Beating the, the Wildcats. Beautiful jerseys. <laughs> yes. Wearing beautiful jerseys. Marquis uh, Noel is just a baller. I like, mean, that's yeah. crazy. And it's a small squad, too. Yeah, it's really just like five, seven. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just a good, a lot of players contributing. And Kentucky, Oscar Toshiboy, 25 and 18. Get that man some help. Get him. Yeah, I, I believe they said. Them. I believe they said he finished his NCAA tournament. He's gonna finish his NCAA career with like 
60 points and 60 boards, or like 59 points, oh 60 boards, something like that. I mean, Kassan Wallace did have a good game. He almost also had a double, a 20-point double-double, but mm-hmm. still, I mean, <laughs> it was the two-man show for, for Kentucky, another team that basically plays their starters every minute. Um, I thought Kentucky was going to be a good team. I really did. I, I thought they were an Elite Eight team. I did not think so. Um, yeah. I've, I've fully embraced K-State. Um, Jerome Tang, the people's coach. The one that we got to talk to in a second, too, is I can't believe Baylor's not still playing. They were they were cold. I mean yeah. I mean they, they scored a lot of points, but it's been the problem for Baylor for a while. We can transition to that. Yeah. They just don't play defense. And you know, Keontae George is a fantastic, fantastic scorer. Um, but he was not what you wanted to be, him to be. And that that is kind of the freshman jitters, I guess you could say. And Creighton, another team, you know, it's a good matchup because both these teams can shoot and it just wasn't meant to be for uh Baylor, I guess. Like like I said, George, one for ten. Cryer had thirty points. But it was, was was not enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. I, I I've honestly been overall disappointed by the Big Twelve performance in the tournament. Yeah, they should be doing better. It's not been great. Um, after we talked so much smack this entire season about how good our conference well, okay, is. Okay, State might win the NIT, so there's that. Oh, thank God, <laughs> thank God. No, we're set. Yeah. Okay, State should have been won the Final Four in though. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They're a good team, but it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, yeah, Creighton though. Getting hot at the right time. Yeah, they are. Picking up a lot of words as of recent. Playing like crazy. Colt Brenner, I'm a big fan of his game. Yeah. Just, they're they're scary. They're, they look like the best sixth seed, for sure. I mean, they are they could upside any team at any mm-hmm. given point. Yeah. So. They, they got scores. They got rebounds. I mean, they, they have what it takes to win. It's just if they can put it together as a team. And, you know, ten being up 10 at half, I did not expect. I, I saw that score. I wasn't able to watch the full game. I was able to watch a lot of the Yeah, the up 10 was ridiculous. Up 10 at half, I was like, really? And then he just, you know... Baylor clawed back a little bit, but kept it pretty much that way for most of the game. And great, just great game for Creighton. Got to give props to them. Yep. Um, I think we'll go to, I mean, we already talked about Princeton. The Creighton game, or not the Creighton game, sorry, the Michigan State game with Marquette, a team, oh, you know. This is a good one. A team this that is definitely one that uh, Texas fans like to, to look at because of uh, Shaka Smart and his um, inability to win with Texas in the tournament. And he's translating it over to Marquette as well. I mean, it also helps that Tom Izzo is a fantastic coach. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't want to face Michigan State in the in the champion or in the tournament just because you know it's Tom Izzo. Yeah. I mean, I uh, they said it today. He now has, like, more Sweet 16 appearances than 17 schools. God. Schools. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, Izzo, Izzo, Izzo gets it done. He, he does. For, I, for yeah, some reason, the only Michigan State player I ever think of is Cassius Winston. Not uh, Denzel Valentine? Nope, just Cassius uh, Winston. Kane, I believe. Was actually, I think he, he died, so rest in peace to him. Den- Denzel Valentine's a good Denzel one. Valentine's a good one. Denzel um, Valentine's a good one. Draymond Green, he was pretty I great guess. there. Yeah, he was. Um, he was. But you don't think of him as Penn State. You think of him as, or sorry. Yeah, he's a warrior. He's a warrior. But yeah, I mean, Michigan State, good win. Their defense looked really good. Um, they were definitely denying the paint more than than teams have get, like allowed for Marquette. Um, and Kolick, who was one of the best point guards in the nation, cold ick he was not good that was a good line um, that was a good yeah, line no, that was awful um either way i mean that pretty much wraps up the bracket why are you on your phone sorry i gotta start taking <laughs> um, i don't get something oh that and um the one that everybody was upset about is uh, a yeah, yeah. florida atlantic actually beat fdu which nobody yeah. wanted you know, the nation's team lost the nation's team lost but kept it close the entire game yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was i mean fau they're you they've only lost three games all year and you know one of them was to Ole Miss, who is, you know, a Power 5 team. So they are a – I'll give it to them. They are a great team, but there is some uh, – there was definitely some fair criticism about them, you know, beating a 16 seed, celebrating like that, and also, like, doing going for a huge dunk at the end of the game. like That up was – yeah. oh, Up six when the other team's not fouling. A little bit, but – When they did that, somebody was like, I hope Tennessee wins by 50. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, Janelle Davis, though, I mean, I got to give him, him specifically his props – Almost dropped 30 points in that game. Jeez. Crazy game from him. 12 rebounds. Uh, fantastic game from him. And, you know, FDU, not a bad game. Again, no. for a team this small, no. only allowing 80 points, or, or not even 80 points, pretty great. Yeah. And their offense still looks fine. I, I was just, you know, I was upset, but it's about all you can ask for from a 16 seed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just to even get one win that's going to play tournaments insane. Yeah. But... I mean, FDU, they're, they're going to go down as legends, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, it's it's the biggest upset ever in, in college basketball history. They're a tale of war from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, transferring, I guess, now that will kind of take us out of the NCAA. Well, actually, one thing I will say about the NCAA is we haven't talked a lot about women's basketball, but unfortunately, we were at the game last night. Texas women's basketball is out of the tournament. It was um, ugly. It was it was an ugly loss, and it was it, ugly. They're, they're now getting some flack because Sonia Morris is also um, talking some heat in the in the handshake line. I when, saw that um, when we were we lost by twenty three. I want to say it was. Um, either way, also Indiana men and women losing to Miami men and women in the Funny. tournament. Funny. In the round of 32, hilarious. I just thought that was such a funny thing. Either way, I think that. So the uh, what's what's the name it? of those uh, TikTok twins? <laughs> that was from Miami. Oh, the Cavenders. Yeah, so they're still in. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good gotta hear them. that. Yeah, they, they they get a lot of nil money for sure. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They Either do. way, I think we should start talking about some football. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to go. NFL free agency is underway. It kind of came out of nowhere for me, but a lot of crazy things. I don't think we ever talked about it. Um, give our full opinions on it, but this is a little while ago. Bears got DJ Moore and a boatload of picks for the number one overall pick from the Panthers. I thought, my general thoughts, good trade for both teams. Bears, they get the best receiver they've ever had in their team, and I'm a DJ Moore hater, not hater. I think DJ Moore is really overrated, but they get, you know, Fields gets his guy, his receiving core isn't bad anymore, and they got a lot of picks to supplement that. Maybe a team that could go after Bijan. I doubt it now they've brought in Deonta Foreman to kind of compete with Khalil Herbert, but Either way, Panthers number one overall pick. Who are they drafting? Put you on the spot. CJ Stroud. I, that's I'm leaning towards Stroud. I think I can see. I just I feel like he thrive in mm-hmm. in Carolina, and I don't know. Bryce Young's a Texans boy. Yeah. Bry, Bryce Young just looks like he belongs yeah. in the Houston Texans. I feel like I feel like it's it's like meant to be. It seemed like it was going to be that for a while, and then when they got out of the pick, it was like oh maybe not. Now let let yeah. him on the Texans. I, I think CJ Stroud's going to go number one. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, it's just unfortunate he's not going to have any receivers to throw to. Well, I was going to say at when least he gets there. <laughs> at least they picked up Thielen. They got. They're looking to get DJ Shark. It's not great by all means, and they'll probably add a wide receiver in the draft. But at least it's not nothing anymore. It looked like it was going to be like Shy Smith and Terrace Marshall, <laughs> which was not what you wanted. Um, but they're they're not going to be awful. And mm. I believe they picked up Miles Sanders as well, which is they did. You know, I, of, uh, I have that written. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we can give trade grades. So we'll just do like a little. Well, I, I'm down. giving I'm giving an A to both teams. That's okay. That's, I, it's what you need. If you if you truly think you're going to get a franchise quarterback, then that trade will always be worth it for a franchise quarterback. Oh, I mean, like yeah. if, if you ask, if you were offered that to the Jags for Trevor Lawrence, they'd they'd laugh at you. Which is why I think people overreacting about this trade. Panthers are trying to get their best quarterback they can. If they think this guy's going to be a franchise guy, it's worth those picks. I don't, honestly, in my opinion, this is the draft to do it. Yeah. This is the draft. Either that or sure. next year with Caleb Williams, but there's no guarantee he's healthy, keeps playing at this level, or that you can draft up or trade up for it. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, Quinn Ewers is going to go number one overall. Next yeah, for year. sure. So yeah, there's yeah. that. For so sure. That's for gonna sure. that kind of infringes a little bit of, of course, what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, Bears A plus, Panthers. The only reason I'm saying a B is just because I I I. I've yet because I've spent my entire life watching them because <laughs> we're in the same conference. I've yet to see their. Um, front office make good moves for three three consecutive years. Three years? I was going to say, your whole life, they've been better than you guys more recently. So They have not. Well, I'm saying like like Super Bowl-wise. like They've gone to a Super Bowl more recently than you guys have. We still have one. They don't. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like... No, no, no. I don't want to hear it. We still have a ring. They they've made, they've, they've made some very good trades around the Cam Newton time. It's just now that they've been a mediocre team with no quarterback. They've they been haven't. worse than mediocre. Oh, well, yeah. But, but I mean, like, like, trading McCaffrey, super smart idea. Yeah, made sense. Getting, getting, Colts should do it with Jonathan Taylor, yep. but they're not going to. Getting rid of the vets, getting some picks... I mean, trading DJ Moore, who was not a franchise wide receiver, but a very good receiver. I, they're making the right decisions. It's just a matter now of if, if what it, their if coach will do. If that's what made it go over the, like that was the thing, the piece that made it go over the the line, then I'm fine with Who's it. Who's their head coach now? Like Matt Rule or something Reich, like that? Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Rule is the old one. I'm a um, big fan of Frank Reich. Yeah. Big fan of Frank. And his Reich. staff looks good. I I think this team is gonna be be fine for the future. I think it's a fine trade. That's good. Yeah. Um, well, Baker Mayfield. Yes, staying in the south. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's yeah. gonna be a buck, probably their starter next year. Which because him, Bucks him fan, or I'd Kyle Trask. Yeah, I don't think Kyle Trask is a real human being. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I was a Bucks fan, I'd be pretty upset. Um, I, I like, I guess I kind of get the Baker love because he is like you know, it was good on the Browns and had that one good game with the Rams last year. But like, yeah, I do not want him to be my starting quarterback at all. I think I think the Bucks are gonna be awful. Not for year. seventeen games. No, I mean Levante David's gone now. I believe fully. Um, they've you know they're full rebuild. They're 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 going to rebuild. They still have some good players, and I think um, I have a feeling that you're gonna see. Um, oh no, Levante did, David did come back before one year. Um, 
I just don't think that there's going to be much going on with this offense. Their defense will still be decent, though. Yeah, I just don't. I don't really. I don't think it's going to be so good that their offense is going to be. Like, I, I really think this offense is going to be awful. Oh, no, it will be. Because I think Rashad White, Chase Evans is a fine running back duo, but it's just fine. That's it. The O-line gets gotten worse over years, even though Tristan Burfs is still very good. It's getting bad. And as much as I think Chris, uh, Chris Evans, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are good wide receivers, with Baker Mayfield, it's a completely different story. They're so, also getting old, though. Yeah, and they're, they're getting up there in the age, which is why I, th- I thought Evans was going to be a bear. I was so sure they were going to trade for him, but then they trade for DJ Moore. This this is just a C trade. This is just a C grade for me. Yeah, it's just so nothing. You just need to get it done. Yeah, yeah. Miles Sanders to Carolina, four years, twenty five million. A little bit of an overpay in my opinion. I don't think he's worth that. I but think he's an efficient runner. I think people kind of take it for granted. A, B, he's got a lot of hate recently from the recent playoffs, and B, he's just not never been a franchise guy. He's a good player though. I agree, but for me, this makes me excited because this makes me think. I, I think Philly's ready to fully send on taking Bijan. Well, Bijan did post a picture in Philadelphia yesterday. So when we were recording this on Tuesday, yeah. on Monday, it he was like he, he was in Philly. So um, I think Bijan's going to the Phillies, bro. I think he's going to the Eagles. It's I mean they they brought in um, I believe they brought in another running back, like a kind of a nothing running back. If I remember correctly, I'll, I'll look at it right now. But you know, no Sanders in Philadelphia is was the obvious main roadblock. Rashad Penny came in for. A one and a half million dollar deal. I'll just say it. I would way rather have Rashad Penny on one a million and a half than Miles Sanders for six million a year. I completely agree. Um, Rashad I Penny, a pretty agree. good running back. He's he's an analytics darling. Like analytic people think he's a fantastic player, and I'm like, well, he's just there because Kenneth Walker is the full time back in Seattle. Like he's just he's good, but he's not he's not what people think he is. He's not going to be someone that you don't draft Bijan for. Yeah. And I think that's they're setting up for Bijan to have a lot of help. But still be elite. I'm, I'm getting so excited. Oh, yeah. Because I think I it's going to happen. I, I, like that, I, hate, I, I don't say I hate the Eagles. I really dislike the Eagles, but that's a cr- great landing spot for him. I don't care. Yeah. I will, I, I kid you not, I will fully immerse. And I'll, <laughs> Skill Birds! Fully. Okay, we're moving on. Fully. Another running back. We don't have to talk that much about this, but Devin Singletary of the Texans. Damian Pierce kind of gets his. Like one A one B guy. Yeah, I like Damian Pierce is not a guy. I, you would, I wouldn't say one B. He's, he's a back half guy. He's, he's not okay. But to, sh- to share carries with it's not Rex Burkhead. Um, yeah, I, I mean I like it because Damian Pierce is not a workhorse running back, and you get a guy who can help with that. Pretty good tandem. And in, in general, I like I like what the Texans did. We're also talking about Dalton Schultz right here. Yeah, one year nine million. That's a good one. I yeah, I feel like some Cowboys fans are way too low on Dalton Schultz. I think he's. A good tight end, and to pay a tight end who's going to give you, who's probably going to be your number one option, and he's a blocker. Mil, he's he's yeah, a fast blocker. He's, I would have wanted them yeah. to give him two years, but either way, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, probably not Anthony Richardson, will love us. We'll have now those two. They brought in Ivan. Well, they traded Brandon Cooks to the Cowboys, which yep. is kind of a man move. I mean, it, it, it does make the Cowboys a better reinforced um, offensive line by giving a Tunsil the yes, highest paid yeah, deal yeah, ever yeah, for an offensive huge lineman. Huge deal for him. Yep, and they've they've made more moves than. Most teams have, but you know, Tunsil, huge deal. Got Shaq Mason. Robert Woods. Yeah, Robert Robert Woods Woods is the guy who signed. Just overall, working on the offense to make it so it's not just complete trash, which that's what you want for a rookie quarterback. Give them something. If him and Schultz hit it off, become best buds, great target, they'll look really smart for that deal. I mean, they're already looking smart, in my opinion. Yeah. They're, they're doing they're everything right. Sign Jimmy Ward, Chase Winovich, and Sam Ridgeway, some good rotational players. I actually did write in Chase Winovich just to like, give the Michigan man some legend. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. him. One of my favorite players at Michigan. But, I mean, they're setting themselves up for success here in Houston, mm-hmm. and they're doing it the right way. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually they recover from Bill O'Brien. Yeah. And it's happening at yeah. the exact right time. I'm like, what D'Amico's doing? Well, I guess he's on the GM, but he's, he's helping. Yeah. Um, I need your opinion on this. Three-year, $12 million, Jamal Williams is a saint. I love it. Yeah. I, I'm a huge Jamal Williams Love fan. it. Uh, it's He's just got to be the new Mark Ingram. Well, I was going to say, it is a little bit of a bad omen for uh, Kamara that you're starting paying a guy for three years. But Well, I mean, I expect... Um, uh, well, I just don't know what's going to happen with Kamara is the problem. There's, I think they don't know either. There is a chance he's going to be suspended for five or six games. And Jamal Williams, you're completely... I mean, led the NFL in touchdowns for running back last year. What, a lot of them came within a yard or two. Yep. But still, he's a efficient, a, definitely an efficient runner at the goal line and well, that, very good player. That's the thing with Kamara is Kamara's just... That's not who he is. He can't just put his head down and go get one mm-hmm. yard. That's especially not anymore. No. Yeah, but I mean, Jamal Williams, we got boom and zoom back, baby. Boom and Zoom is back in New Orleans. Zoom's not fast anymore. It's sub Zoom might have a felony. But, uh, Michael Thomas also restructured his deal. I saw that, which is huge because that means 
he's committed to this Derek Carr idea. Yeah, because well, so, you've been very critical of him in the past. I have, but if he somehow stays healthy and this roster next year runs with Juwan Johnson, Taysom Hill, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Jamal Williams, Alvin Kamara, that's enough to win 10 games in the NFC South. Yeah, your offense looks a lot better than I thought it would look. I thought there was a chance we'd be running out with a random quarterback, no Kamara, no Michael Thomas, and... You know what? Jawan Johnson, I'll give him his flowers. He was surprisingly good for them last year. He's not even really a tight end. He's like Micah Sick. He's basically yeah. a wide receiver, but yeah. still, pretty w- good offense offense. I would like guys. to get one more wide receiver, though. Through, through, free, through free agency, well, just, I, so I would like, like to get one more. Like, like, you get a third rounder to play with. By the way, huge Rashid Shahid fan. He's, I think that he, guy is he's, sick. He's still there. He has like the highest like yards per reception in the league <laughs> that last year or something like that. Probably like 28 points. Yeah, I mean, he, I like, I'll, I'll look it up when, when I get a chance, but I think if you guys just get like a, you know, a fourth, third round guy who can fill in and maybe turn into the second guy once Thomas is gone, it's just Olave. And then you're set on offense for at least this year and like probably two years, which is pretty good. Um, Next one we can talk about Juju, kind of closer to me, 11 mil a year to the Pats to be their kind of main guy in the slot. They don't really have a receiver right now on their team. It's like their guy now that Jacoby Myers is gone. He kind of goes there in hopes to, you know, turn back into what he was when Antonio Brown was on the Steelers, which is a very high-level slot guy. And I like I'm I root for, I root for Juju. I th- I really liked him. I don't get why he got so much hate on the Steelers. I mean, I I do, but like I, I don't think it was very warranted. And I hope he succeeds. But it's just Mac Jones at quarterback, no help at wide receiver. Maybe they draft a guy like you know, Quentin Johnston, Jalen Hyatt. But either way, I'm not the not not the hugest fan of this for the Pats, and I think Juju is probably going to be a little disappointed with what happens. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't agree with it because I feel like the reason, you know, I, it's whatever, you like Juju, I don't. Um, I think the reason he succeeded in Pittsburgh was because Antonio Brown was getting so much attention drawn to yeah, him. Yeah, that's fair. And that's the thing is I don't think Juju has what it takes to be the primary guy. And unless you're right, unless they make a move like getting Quinton Johnson, not a lot's going to happen in New England with that. Yeah. By the way, Rashid Shahid. Top three, 17.4 yards of reception. I'm, I'm not counting Sammy Watkins. He only had 16 catches. Yeah. Jalen Waddle actually makes sense as first. But, yeah, Juju moves just a little odd. Patriots just, it feels like since Tom Brady's left, they just have no idea what they want to do. Like, but, are, are they a team that's building around Mac Jones? Are they a competing team? Are they a retooling team? I mean, when Matt Patricia's calling your offense, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, hopefully Bill O'Brien's an upgrade for them. Well, actually, I don't hope. I don't like the Patriots, but. Oh, I'm glad to see them like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Darren Waller. Bad trade. For the Giants. You're instantly saying that? Oh no no! I this is I'm just referring to Juju. Oh wow, wow! If I'm New York, I'm 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 plotting myself on the back. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I mean, a third is what you'd expect. That's that's fair value. Maybe maybe even a. I'd say not, undervalue. No, it's definitely not an overpay or anything. But Waller was not good last season. Oh, but shit. he can be very good, and this he's instantly going back to the team's number one target, which is why he was so good in the Raiders when he broke out. And with Devonta Adams there, he definitely got overshadowed. Now. You know, he's at New York. A lot of wide receivers, but none elite. Like, not, yep. like you know, you're not scared about Wandale Robinson taking your touches, nope. even though yeah. I like Wandale Robinson. Small dude, but, yeah, good trade in my opinion. Great trade. And I think that the Raiders got what they wanted, too. I don't think they were attached to Waller, got a third-round pick. That is, you know, a playmaker on offense, maybe, or, you know, some rotational depth like the linebacker core. Not bad. It makes you wonder, though, what they are doing, because they've re-signed Jimmy G. They've they put Josh Scher, they signed Jimmy G. They got Josh Jacobs. I mean, it seems like the Raiders are... By all stretch of the imagination, matters. they're ready to compete next year. They just won't. That's my problem. They, they, they won't. They want to compete, but, not, like, are they better than the Chargers? No. no. They're definitely not better than the Chiefs. And they could arguably be worse than the Broncos next year. Yeah. I mean, the Broncos are It's, again, where, like, last year we were saying this division's going to be so good, and then them and the Broncos both looked bad, and now it's going to be— they looked bad, but they could be good, and I think I think one of the teams is going to falter. I think Broncos Broncos. could be good next year. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Orlando uh, Brown. Great signing. Great signing. Great signing. He's pretty dumb, though. I'm not going to lie. Because yeah. last year, he had a chance to be like $23, $24, 25000000 million a year. Lost a bunch of money because he wanted to play left tackle and prove himself. Either way, he got a paycheck, and he's still an elite player. It's just funny that he kind of screwed himself over because of an ego. But Bengals got their guy to protect Burrow. And Jonah Williams is like apparently all but gone now because he wanted to play left tackle. But their O line shaping up pretty well. I mean, they have some names like Lyle Collins, but he's not been great either way. Brown, and you're thinking that for four years now you are locked up on the blind side, which is huge. You got to get it done. Yeah, and Cincinnati just had to get it done. You got to protect Joey B at all costs right now mm-hmm. because 
Cincinnati is somehow still making its way pretty deep in the playoffs every year. I don't know how they do because I didn't even think they had that good of a squad this year. No, the Bengals are good. I hate to say it. So, I mean, I love it. It's a great trade. Prote- protect him at all costs. Yeah, great signing. I agree. Marcus Davenport, you put that on there. Ha. $13 million to the Vikings. I know you have an opinion on that. Gross overpay. Glad he's gone. Hope to never hear that name ever again. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I don't have any opinion. Jesse Just Bates gross to the Falcons. Jesse Bates is one of the most underrated players in the NFL. I one of the best agree. safeties in the NFL. 60 mil a year, four years. Falcons get their kind of defensive backbone, which they've not had on their team. I really like it. Good, good pickup. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be their um. Oh my gosh, what was his name? Like Desmond Truitt, Desmond Trufant. Yeah. I mean, he was more of a corner, but but that's what it's that, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of corners, Jalen Ramsey, huge trade to the Dolphins for a third and Hunter Long. All I'm saying is, if he's only a third, but Darren Wall is a third. You're feeling great about that for the Dolphins. Like, you know, Hunter Long has had, like, one reception all, all his career. Such a great, a great steal. Yeah. A great give me that. And now, and now, even though he underperformed last season, him and Xavier Howard, I mean, you'd guess that Xavier Howard with help in the secondary more will be back to his elite ways. This is two elite cornerbacks on the same team that already probably had the best wide receiver duo in the league with Waddle and Hill. Miami looks good. Miami's going to be a fun team. Miami looks that's, good. That's a team I would love to draft Bijan if they get a chance. I don't think they'll be able to. I don't think they'll be available. Uh, but, you know, put Zach Charbonnet on that team. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a squad right there. It's squad. Yeah, yeah. Miami looks Miami looks dirty. Mm-hmm. They look dirty. Cowboys made some moves. Obviously lost Dalton Schultz. But Brandon Cooks is their wide receiver too now, which... I mean, it's better than it's probably the best they've gotten since Amari left. Yeah, I'm but just kind of he's just injury prone. Yeah, he's injury prone and he's got an attitude problem. He's probably going to be happy on the Cowboys because the kind of team he wants to play for. But I'm kind of whelmed about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's good enough where it'll make so much of a difference from what their teams are missing now. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not blown away by the decision to bring him in. But it was kind of a like you know they didn't give up much who cares kind of thing. Michael Gallup is not their wide receiver two anymore, so I guess you're happy. They did trade for Stephon Gilmore. Where's Gallup now? Um, he, he's just their wide receiver three. Like he's just That's good. Yeah, which he should be. Yeah. Um, got Stephon Gilmore from the uh, Colts for a fifth. Gilmore's <laughs> definitely fallen off a bit. Yeah, Gilmore's but, lost a step, bro. But, you know, that's helpful for Diggs. You know, yeah. get, get a second guy. They've had some troubles at that second cornerback position. Tony Pollard is now their RB1 for sure, locked in with Zeke. And he's Ronald Jones good. is their backup now. I mean, he's, I don't. I could care less about Ronald Jones. It's just you. interesting to me because, like, yeah. I don't know. I'm surprised they're not trying to make any effort to try to trade up to get Beige. Yeah, that's another team that looks like they would want to. I think they're more likely just to grab a power back in the yeah. draft and say, like, hey, Kendry Miller, you want to come be a cowboy? And he'll be Kendrick like, yeah, I went to TCU, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. might as well. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be anything crazy that's keep done a, with them. Keep it local. Um, Dave Montgomery, we didn't really talk about him, to the Lions, three-year, 18 mil. Pretty much just an okay move. He's a he's a good, not great running back. I think he just I just him, don't, him and Swift together. He didn't have a good system. Yeah, he it's, it, like he, he was always on the Bears. Yeah, him and Swift definitely an upside kind of team. You're hoping that they can turn into a great duo. I think both are pretty good, not great. The and, Lions got a steal too with Gardner Johnson for eight years, yes, or one yeah, year, yeah. one year, eight million. Yeah, see, yeah, Gardner Johnson was a good good pickup. The Lions just Lions are make, beefing it up. They bro. make good moves. Uh, you know, re-signed Glasgow, got Anzalone back. Emmanuel Mosley, Mosley was just kind of an underrated player. And a guy who I really like that I'm mad the Steelers didn't get back is Cameron Sutton. Really, really good and underrated mm-hmm. slot cornerback that can play on the boundary. Got him for three years, and we just couldn't afford him, so it made sense. But good moves by the I mean, the Lions are making good moves. I mean, the Lions last year were a, a decent defense away from beating the playoffs. They almost, yeah, they almost made the playoffs. I think people kind of forget about that. But yeah. they're, they're looking. I'm liking what the Lions do. I always will root for the Lions. So. Oh, I will always root for Dan Campbell. Yeah, so yeah. I got no. that Michigan connection, too, with them. But a solid O-line. Jamison Williams coming in next year. Goff is still, you know, a good quarterback. Goff is. He gets too much hate. He gets way too much hate for what he is. And their defense is looking better. It's obviously not amazing, but the secondary looks much improved. They have their full secondary locked in, which is great to see. Linebacker core, especially with Aiden Hutchinson kind of playing that off, not off ball, but edge rushing from the stand up position, they're looking good. They they need some D line help, but pretty good looking team right now. It's a good squad. It's a good Um, squad. I will talk about the Steelers for a little bit because you got to talk about the Saints. I am so happy with the Steelers. God, they this are guy. Such good moves. We got Isaac Sayamalu, who is, for three years, $24 million contract. So, like, you know, if you're making fun of Marcus Davenport for that $13 million a year deal, we got one of the Eagles' best O-linemen who had some injury problems, which is definitely why his price went down. But still, PFF loves him. Overall, been an amazing guard his whole career. And now our line, which the biggest problem was that right guard position, was 
we now have four legitimately good starters, which I haven't said about Steelers O-line since, like, David DeCastro, Marcus Gilbert days, like Ramon Foster. Which is such like a nerd. Five. Okay, I've been following this team my whole life. No, so. yeah, you're good. Do, you, do your thing, dog. Yeah. We got Herbig, who I know nothing about, but he like was really happy at the Steelers press conference. He was like, I don't care what I play. I'm just glad I'm Steeler, which is good for him. If we get a tackle in the draft, we will legitimately have a full five good O-line, which is something we never have these days. So we also completely, completely overtuned our linebacker core. Got Alandon Roberts from Miami. Good player. Cole Holcomb. Really liked him when he was on the Commanders. And just kind of a jack-of-all-trades linebacker. Happy with him. Ogan Joby's back. Our D-line's a little better than we thought it would be. And Patrick Peterson is a stealer. Patrick which kind of, Peterson. I feel like he's kind of flew under the radar. Two-year, $14 million deal. It can't go that bad, especially if we draft another cornerback. Because I think it's just replace Sutton. We draft another guy. Hopefully, Patrick Peterson mentors him. And we get an action. Because we never are going to draft a cornerback. So, I want us to get, you know, Christian Gonzalez, one of those guys, Cam Smith. And you've, been, and you've been high on Christian Gonzalez. Oh, well, I think he's he's probably going to be a top 10 pick, so it might not happen. But I'm more I am more confident than I thought I would be about the Steelers offseason because we rarely make important moves before the draft. So I'm happy. I hope we get maybe, you know, that one more tackle, cornerback, wide receiver maybe would help, one more D lineman. But, you know, that's only four things, and we have eight draft picks, I think. So I'm happy. He's a happy boy. Well, I think that is about it for NFL subject. Yeah. I think we have a pretty stupid last final block. For oh, you guys. it's bad, yeah. It's um we, we had no idea what we were gonna do. I, I'm sorry, it. I just started crashing like halfway through. Yeah. I was like, wow, I got tired. <laughs> well, I'm just saying this and this little this thing we're about to do is one of our stupidest last last segments as well. I agree. Yeah. We're gonna do it anyway. Top five ways to get into an Uber. JC, start us off. It's... You gotta give me the setting. Am I coming back from the club? Am I going to the club? What's the vibe? It just says top five ways. The vibes are what you decide. Okay, so here's the vibe. Here's the vibe. I'm um. I've just left the pregame. Mm-hmm, yeah. Vibes are high. I'm with the lads. Okay. Dudes um, being dudes. Just dudes being dudes. Maybe like six of us walking down my really like echoey hallway. Uh, one of us just did something stupid, and we're all laughing. Uh, finished off with a nice little like memories or and you know me i have to have some sort of kid cuddy with a dj remix song so you know anything like that is how we finish to get ready to go i was like all right boys black sedan let's get it going black sedan we go out it's a chris night i've got some jeans on i've got a i've got a polo uh i'm hopping in and i'm saying boss man what's up <laughs> that was such a long story just for you to say boss man boss man what's going on bro I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take away my number one thing. Just a simple one. Just the. I always love saying Uber for Evan. Oh. I'm a big fan of the safety, making sure it's mine. Also, just love being like Uber for Evan. Like yeah, nice. My uh, go in. My newest one is I go. Uh, <laughs> what's going on, brother man? <laughs> so I'll take that at three. What's going um, on, brother man? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do that one. I'm a fan of the. Yo, what's up, bro? I don't. I, I'm not a big believer of the bro. Uh, well, it's it's you know you, you get into it and you can you got it's the vibes of the dude and you see the guy and you're like oh that's a bro. What's up, bro? And he like kind of turns on the music. Hey, what's up, man? Get in the seat. We're off. Do yeah, I don't know. I've never been a big bro guy. Yeah. Also, I don't know. I, I don't know if maybe this is just me personally, but the thing is like I hate sitting next to my friends. <laughs> like I don't. I hate sitting next to people in cars. So I always sit in the passenger seat. <laughs> Do you actually? Doesn't matter if I'm like on a date. Doesn't matter if I'm with the boys. I I have willingly before I have like had a date to sit in the back seat. And I get in the front seat because I just get so uncomfortable sitting in the back. That's so weird. Yeah, that's make just, your third pick. That's who I am. That's so weird. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's life. You're like not supposed to do that. I like sitting up front. Okay. I like the leg room. I bet you do. Okay. Uh. Like we went, we just went to South Padre, right, with the guys. Yeah. The entire time that weekend, we took like twenty Ubers. I sat in the backseat once. Really? Once. God. They must have hated you. <laughs> no, they loved me. I met a lot of cool people. They loved me. I do have to ride in a Tesla. It was sick. Oh, nice. I yeah. I've done that recently too, for an Uber for some reason. Yeah, it was dope. Uh, number three, I guess I'll go with um. Uh. Hmm. Let me see. What are ones I'm? What are ones I'm infamous for? Some of my infamous Uber gradients. Infamous. Oh, we can also add this to Fetty for those who are the. YouTube. Oh, Fetty's a good one too. Uh, I like to go. Um, 
Uh, man, some weather we're having today. <laughs> I like to do that one, yeah. I'll be, hey, some weather, man. What's going on? Can I do one that's like, like I've already gotten in, sat down, but it's like... You're getting comfy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm comfy and I'm... I don't love talking to the Uber guy, but if I if I like the vibes, or woman, because, you know, I'm, not, I'm discriminating. I just hit the... So where are you from? Mm. I love the where you're from. I love, I love hearing the life story. That's a good one. Either that or, like, AirPods in, no talking. Yeah. No I, in between. I mean, while we're at it, I mean, let's, like, let's get it. Let's keep it going. What's, uh, what's your best Uber story you have? So when I was leaving to go back to D.C., it's probably not my best one, but it's the one that's most recent stuff out in my mind. This guy, he was, like, I, I kind of don't want to talk, but he started talking. Mm. And uh, I was driving to the Austin Bergstrom Airport. Uh, mm. And I get in there. He's like, yeah, hello, hello, the whole exchange. And he's like, so what do you study? And I'm like, oh, journalism. He's like, I don't know why anyone would do that. <laughs> I'm oh. like, okay. And then he just was like, yeah, I, like, um, drove LeBron James' security guards back in, like, 2006 when I was in New York. For, Based. I, I, Based. I didn't drive LeBron, but I drove, drove him, and I didn't know who LeBron was, so I was really confused. And then he was, like... And then he kind of, like, made it sound like he was in a mob, like a Kazakhstani mob. Interesting. And I was like, this guy's a little weird. He might even be a tad racist. Um, But it was definitely an experience. Weird guy. Ooh. I have some good ones. Yeah. <laughs> our, I wasn't in there, but uh, for those of you not know, our boy Jonathan Saldine. Our good friend. We'll get him on the podcast eventually. He's a great guy. Uh, has a great burner account on Twitter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Saldine and Kamal, uh, who's another great friend of ours, Kamal Mamdani, uh, great men. Hopefully they'll come on the podcast at one point. Um, they get in the Uber. See, this is this is what I like right here. I'm kind of glad that we're seeing this conversation. Yeah. Uh, they got in the Uber. Uh, we were in South Padre, and their Uber driver starts talking about how this time of year just attracts certain races to the beach. Oh, no. And she's like, why do you think the driving's gone down, down so poorly? And they were like, oh, okay. Oh, this person's crazy, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, they were in there for like less than five minutes. That's hilarious. My second South Padre conversation is, and why are you looking at Jonathan Sutton's football highlights from middle school? I don't know. Um, well, I don't think it was his. I was trying oh, to Oh, cool. Biggie Cheese. Uh, <laughs> so the second one is when we were, we were, so we're there, right, at the beach, you know? Yeah. Uh, beach vibes. Really cool guys. But there was, the, there was this group there. It was this, uh, this church group. And basically, they were offering free Ubers. Uh, oh, like, yeah. they were driving you in vans uh, from 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. Huh. Because they don't want people drunk driving. Really nice thing, really noble thing to do. Just driving around drunk college kids, and it didn't matter where you would go, they would take you to a bar. Even this is a church group, like just like as long as you're getting somewhere. As long as you're getting somewhere, like like have really good hearts. Uh, but the the uh, the point of it though is once you get in the car, there's one of them sitting in every row of the van, so they can talk to you about like God and oh, things yeah, like yeah. that. So I got in the van with like four of the guys, and uh, two of them just put in their AirPods. So I was like. Oh. oh no! So it was just me talking to these four people for a while, right? And um, you know, we're talking, like, I'm telling them, like, oh yeah, I you know about my life, la 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 la, yeah, yeah, I'm from San Antonio. Oh, you're from Belize? Yeah, me too. I wasn't. I was like, that's so cool. And then um, sh so they start talking. For those of you that do not know, everyone knows this. I always wear a cross. Uh, always wear a cross on my necklace. So they start asking me like, what the cross means to me, and I was like, kind of give an explanation. But then they were like. Do you think you're a good person? And I was no. like, I was like, what? <laughs> and they were like, like, if Jesus or your mom saw you, and they were like, my, I was like, my mom, if Jesus or your mom could see you right now, would they be proud of you? I oh, was like, yo, that's crazy. So that's one of my wildest ones. That's why they were doing the free Uber. So then I was trying to get out of the Uber as soon as we got there, and they're like, do you mind if we pray over your for a second? I'm like, ooh, I kind of do. I gotta go. Like, I'm gonna go. Like, you guys are very sweet for the ride. Thank you for the ride, but I'm a little intimidated right now. <laughs> so, that's one of my wildest ones. That's pretty funny. I can't lie. It was really funny, like, looking back on it, but it was really... Because they weren't playing music either. Oh, yeah. It's just sitting there. Yeah. 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 Ubers will get weird sometimes, and that's U not even... Ubers Uber. will get you. That's why I'm a firm believer in Fetty. Yeah. Yeah. Fetty, good experiences. Yeah. I, I mean, there's been some weird Fetty experiences, but... I've been pretty blessed. Yeah. Pretty blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. We, oh, wait, right. We're drafting things to say. Oh, yeah. What's, I your, mean, what's uh, yours? Well, what's of course, yours? I, I'm going to take the obvious one. Just, what up, Tank? <laughs> Yo, Tank. Yo, Tank. Yo, Tank. What's going on? What's going on? 
everyone, if you're not doing it, you should start using the word tank as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. It's a great word. Certified hood classic, if you will. Just pick your next one. <laughs> my next one. This is my last pick, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> this is a dumb one. Um, one of these not. True. This is true. I like to get in there and just unhinge. Just say, who's playing Simple Man by Leonard Skinner? That's like, like that's one of my go-tos. <laughs> What? Because they're like, what? And I was like, hi, I'm Jacob. How are you? You are such a weird human being. And then I asked them to play Simple Man for me, and they usually will. That's really that's really cool. Yeah, that's mine. That's really cool. I think my last one. <laughs> Who's playing Simple Man by Leonard Skinner? Try I think it sometime. My last one's going to be, what's up, pal? Pal. I think <laughs> well, pal's demeaning. Pal? No, but like, you know, like a, what's up, pal? No, I think pal's demeaning. I think you're thinking about it too much. I might be. I think I if know. I can do tank, I can do pal. There's different lingos I don't like. If somebody calls me buddy, we're fighting. Yeah, okay, buddy's pretty bad. Buddy, we're fighting. Uh, pal, same thing for me. I think if you get like, hey, pal, like, 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 there's, I feel like there's a way you can make it demeaning. Yeah. Like, what's up, pal? <laughs> I just don't like it. I just feel like I'm a dog. No, but it's like, it's not purposely stupid. Like, all yeah. these things we're saying are, are it's funny. Or, I mean, there's always the just walking in silence. Just not say a word. That's always uncomfortable. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Anyway, we're we're getting we're getting we are way off topic, we're guys. So stupid. But like, I had to share that story with somebody, so I'm glad I could share it with the listeners of the forty yard line. Um, y'all, sorry for the break. Sorry we took two weeks off, but don't worry. We are back. We are better than ever, and I believe Evan will be here this summer. I will be. So we will have some summer 42. Um, might even wear a tank top. Might go no. barefoot. Who knows? No. We'll probably go barefoot. Um, we are very excited, and we are planning on making some moves with our social media to actually get a social media up and running recently. Um, a lot of things that we're trying to do JC for the 40 right now. JC still doesn't have an actual Twitter. JC doesn't have an actual Twitter yet, but my burner's going really well, so that's good. Um, but I think we are on the path to hiring a social media manager which yes. is really exciting, something that we're pretty excited about. Um, Evan's on his phone right now when he should be paying attention because it's the outro, so there's that. Uh, I was reposting our Instagram thing to my story. See, so. glad, glad we're on top of it Instagram-wise. Yeah. But for the 40, so good to have you guys back. It's, it was very fun to be back. Uh, I missed it. I'm kind of mad our audio equipment messed up today so we couldn't wear headphones. But it's okay. We ball. We are chilling, as it they is. say. The kids are saying that. Mm. But we are back, baby. We are better than ever. We're hitting the quan. We're hitting the quan. All of it. Yeah, like every single piece of the quan has been hit. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, just thank you for your constant support. Thank you for your constant listening. Sorry that you have to listen to these end, of, end segments, but, I mean, we like them. So I, so I, I have a feeling that of the people who listen all the way through, a good 80% of them just don't listen to what we're saying right now. Oh, definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, you're fine for that. Well, I wouldn't listen either. I wouldn't either, but they're really funny sometimes. They're hilarious sometimes. Yeah, they This can. one, definitely a weird one. Yeah. Your, your stories were good, though. The stories were good, so if you make it to the stories. I feel like my performance today was a little bit under par. It was okay. I was I was proud of your basketball. You did really good thank basketball you, today. You. I wasn't great at NFL, so you kind of I'm glad you took the lead on that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. We're just yeah. doing analysis now. We yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, for me, uh, Jacob Compass, that's all I got. Once again, thank you for constant listening. I'm going to sign off and pass off to Evan. Thank you, guys, for listening to the 40-Yard Line Podcast. He's basically covered all I want to say. We're just going to try to keep doing this as, as good as we've been doing and, and better, and we uh, obviously want to get a little more of a social media presence. But it's been a lot of fun being back. Always great to talk and not talk to you guys because there's no response, but talking to the microphone for you guys. And in general, just happy to be here. Good to be back in Austin. And I'm um, thank you all for those who listen, get this far, and just keep being you. Thank you, JC, for being here with me. And I think that's it for the 40-yard line. Have a good rest of your day.